Welcome to episode number 96 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast where we're building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about what to expect at the upcoming International Powder Show. To do that, we have on the call Yale Deskins, conference producer with Informer Markets and the organizer for the International Powder Show Conference and Exhibition. Yale, thank you for coming on the Dust Safety Science Podcast today. Uh, thanks for having me, Chris. Um, it's an honor to be here. I'm really excited to have Yale on. We've been working together kind of closely behind the scenes, I guess you could say, as he organizes OAT, the International Powder Show, and then sort of organized it back in as COVID happened and things sort of shut down. And now they're rolling out their new approach to this and getting ready for the, the Powder Show coming up next year. So that's really the purpose of this podcast episode is to talk about what Yale is seeing, what the goal of the Powder Show is, where it's gone. And I think we'll get into the Powder Show Digital Flow, which is coming up in October, that online one-day free event um, where people can get that sort of educational material for the powder show. We're talking about what trends he's seeing in industries handling combustible dust, which is obviously the topic of this podcast, and just some other areas around producing and actually what you can expect from the powder show this year. So the time this episode is coming out is September 15th, 2020. This is two weeks before the powder show digital flow event is coming. I think that's October 1st. 2020. So if you're listening to this when it comes out live, we'll have links and everything in the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 96. And you can go find that there if you're interested in more on this information. So, you know, that was a, a bit of a longer introduction, but maybe so the audience has an idea about you and your role. Can you talk about what you do at Informer Markets and what your involvement is with the, the conference and the event? Yeah. So um, I am a conference producer. I am the producer for the International Powder and Bulk Solids Conference and Exposition, known also affectionately, I might add, as the Powder Show by attendees. So, and that's how I'll be referring to it uh, throughout our interview. It's much easier to say than International Powder and Bulk Solids Conference and Exhibition. My role in this is to develop the agenda. What that means is I reach out to the community, I recruit subject matter experts, and I design, devise the schedule and put it together so that uh, hopefully it's a it's compelling content uh, and provides some practical takeaways as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole goal of this podcast as well, right? To get this information out to the broader community. And that's why why I'm always an attendee at the Powder Show and I try to present there as much as possible. That's why we want to have you on the podcast is educating this the broader audience about industrial safety in general and processing handling industries. And combustible dust handling industries is really the, the key and the important part here. There's, you know, a, a big grill in the room on the powder show this year, so we'll get into that. But maybe before we do, can you just make a statement on what, you know, what is the goal of the the powder show and what is Informer Markets and the Powder and Bulk Salts brand hoping to achieve with this, you know, in the first place before we get into what obviously has happened this year? Okay, so... The powder show has, uh, it's kind of a, it's, let me put it this way. It's a one-stop shop for equipment, expertise, and technical training for anyone who is in the powder and bulk solids handling world, as well as dry processing. That's our niche. Um, we like being in that little niche. Uh, the show is about 40 years old. Uh, it started in 1976, and it has always had a very strong educational component. And of course, the expo really, truly is a... It, I think it's like the super... It's kind of a mix between a shopping mall and a Super Bowl for a lot of our attendees because it's where they go shop for new process equipment. 
It's where they meet their partners. It's where they source their newest projects. We're very happy to say that throughout our entire 40-year history, we have essentially been the only event of our uh, of this type that focuses specifically on this sector in the Western Hemisphere. That's pretty significant. And going back to the educational component as well, the fact that there are a handful of colleges and universities that provide instruction in the discipline of bulk solids handling. Uh, we only have one here in the United States and, uh, the, and I think one in Australia and a couple in Europe. So we've sort of become a de facto learning institution as well. It's where a lot of our expert engineers will say send their clients. One of my advisors uh, told me that when he talks to his clients, I asked him, what's the thing that they ask the most? What's the thing that they say? And they say that powder is tough. It's not like dealing with liquids. It's not like dealing with a gas. It does not model easily, which of course we'll get into that when we talk about the content of the show. It's hands-on work. It's blue jeans engineering. Yeah, and that makes sense. And I, I want to reiterate on a couple points you hit there. Um, maybe we'll start with the last one. I mean, powder is difficult. I would add to that. It's difficult to maneuver. It has its own safety issues as entrapment. It has obviously um, fire and explosion hazards movability. There's lots of difficulties there, but it's also also so omnipresent in these industries and so simply present. And I mean that in a way that's not to downplay its importance, but it's just sort of there. So you can just start pouring stuff in a, in a silo and hope it doesn't bridge and hope that it's going to drain out and hope that it flows right. It's quite, quite easy to do it that way, but to not have optimal conditions. And that's a lot of where you see the education at the powder show going. You have the same thing with fire and explosion hazards. Um, it's pretty easy to get the stuff moving around somewhat, but to actually optimize it, to have your team be educated enough, to have your clients be educated enough to know how to do that is really where that education gap comes in. You mentioned three key areas. So you have equipment, the sort of the exposition, you have expertise, you have education for the powder show. And I can attest, I think you said, it's sort of like the Super Bowl meets the the shopping mall for, for powder. It, it is a, a gigantic venue. Uh, I'm used to academic conferences where, you know, you get one hotel conference room that sits 150 people and that's your event for the day. The powder show is is quite a shock to the system for, for somebody coming from that environment. So yeah, I like all those points. That's really important to understand. In terms of who's attending, what kind of folks? Like, is it the engineering team, the design team, all the above um, academics? It's, all, it's both of those. It's the design teams. It's the engineers, uh, the process engineers, the facility managers uh, are often in attendance. Uh, we do get executive, uh, executive C-suite types as well. And academia is, I mean, uh, contradicts a little bit what I said, but I mean, because of, as you, as you say, the ubiquitous nature of, of the sector, you know, academia has to be a part of the conversation. They're doing and not just academia, kind of foreshadowing here, uh, our national labs here in the United States, that research is important. And, and again, going back to the ubiquity thing, one of my favorite statistics to throw at people when I talk about the powder show is that 70% of everything that human beings consume directly or indirectly at some point in its life cycle will pass through a bulk solid handling system or go through a dry manufacturing process. So, you know, I think that's what, and I kind of think it's what's really exciting about 
the powder show is the fact that it has so much breadth to say. And, and, and I think it adds some urgency as well, because without this sector, there's no agriculture, there's no pharmaceuticals, there's no energy business, all kinds of things sort of, as we know them at least, kind of poof into thin air without this technology. So, and without, without this, without this uh, uh, as I understand it, relatively young scientific discipline. So it's an exciting, it's an exciting show to be part of. Yeah. And I use the example a lot. It's not so much bulk handling, but uh, you also have byproducts that are, are dust and, and bulk handling. So if you're watching this on your computer, your shiny MacBook Air or your, your cell phone with the, the nice polished case, that generates a lot of dust. Right. And those plants are the ones that tend to have fire and explosion hazards when you're making, uh, you know, a thousand MacBook Airs a day that generates a lot of, a lot of powder that needs to be handled safely. It needs to be discarded safely in that case. Um, then if you have food that hits your table, your breakfast cereal, your all the above for pattern bulk handling, that, that falls under that category as well. So, okay. I think we convinced the audience and they're probably convinced to begin with because they've listened to this, this podcast now for 96 episodes. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious this is 2020. We're coming into the end of the year. The original powder show was supposed to be, I think April of 2020. Now, I know there's been some switches made um, in terms of how that's going ahead. Maybe we'll dive right into what does the powder show look like this year. Maybe we'll talk a bit about next year towards the end of the interview. But what can people expect? And as I mentioned, I think this episode is coming live September 15, 2020. So about two weeks from now, we'll have what Yale's going to jump into, which is this powder show digital flow. So can you just explain that a bit for the listeners? Yes, to kind of give a little background, and I think you might have done this, but I'll I'll retread it anyways. We were scheduled to in before the pandemic, we were scheduled to uh, trade uh, April 2020. That's the traditional time for the show. Of course, the pandemic changed all our plans, so we moved it to we tried to move it to October. Things here in the states did not seem to progress in a way that we were confident that we could run a show. Um, in Chicago in October, so we we basically I think it's it's I think it's safe to say we're we're kind of trying to decide that 2020 really didn't happen as if, as it applies to the actual powder show. So now we've moved it to April 2021. The show, by the way, that live show will still be biennial, so it will become 2021, 2023. What is happening in 2020 with regards to this event? And this event brand, uh, like a lot of, uh, of other people in the event business or anybody who's putting on any kind of show, we're going digital. And for us, it's not really a surprise. In the events industry, we've been really aware that digitization and virtualization were coming. Uh, within Informa, we, had a, we have a specific uh, business unit that handles digital transformations. And that was been in existence since before the pandemic. COVID just kind of accelerated that. So we're standing up our virtual capabilities now with the plan that these are not just stopgap measures, that these are replacements for uh, live events. Our live events will continue. But by going digital allows us to expand our reach. Ultimately, it expands our audience by several orders of magnitude. And uh, really, truly, when I think about who 
you know, when we think about our exhibitors or we think about our attendees, our exhibitors are looking for new projects. The more leads that we can put on the expo floor and drive their way, that's going to make them happy. Our attendees are looking for new partners, new experts to join them in their, to join them in their projects. Or as you know, uh, I think we might've mentioned new engineers trying to find their place in the world. And maybe they're interested in this sector because they've heard that it's a challenge. And uh, how do they how do they how do they start working their way into the community? Well, this is a great way to do it. So the digital the digital and the live shows really kind of are going to go hand in hand. Yeah. So and I can attest to that too because we ran obviously in, in February of 2020 before before COVID hit North America. Uh, we ran the digital dust safety conference and. Pattern Box Alls was a media partner there. They were supporting us in that that event. And some of the things that we came across were travel difficulties before COVID, um, obviously. But time zones, people that are young in their careers, like you said, new engineers, uh, students, graduate students, they just can't really you know take the time off to be away for a week. Don't have the the money to necessarily travel. Uh, so it does expand the reach globally for an event like this to be able to run online. I like it makes sense that. You're emphasizing this is not going to be a replacement for the in-person event, but as as we're all really increasing our, our, our digital skills, if you will, it's something that can supplement it a lot more. And I think that's a good way to increase the reach of the show, especially on the important topics that you're covering at an event like this. I will include again in the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 96, where you can actually find this information, where you can sign up and register for the event on October 1st. Um, but can you just go through some of the agenda and things that we have scheduled for that October 1st event? Sure. Well, um, I'll go in chronological order. So the day will start off with a keynote session. Uh, We have a great keynote panel on board to kind of level set the conversation. And I think really, truly will. And the the October 1st event in and of itself will kind of become a keynote for all our digital offerings. But what they're going to be talking about, like I said, they're going to level set the conversation and talk about how the industry has been, how the sector has been impacted by the pandemic and what they see in the future. We'll get into the present talking about best practices, what lessons have been learned in the immediate past for the immediate, for the immediate present. And also, like I said, thinking about the future and what, and what lasting impacts COVID-19 will have on the sector. And I think maybe even specific to your uh, to your listening audience, I would say probably the world of safety is going to undergo ma- many changes. Combustible combustible dust or no? Yeah, I agree. And I I don't know if I have a draft agenda or the the real one, but I'll I'll use it as if it's the real one. You can correct me. But I have that morning keynote set up as the essential business of powder and powder and box all sector in the pandemic. So, like you said, really going through where are we at today um, in terms of the global pandemic, its impact on powder handling and, and processing industries um, covering things like safety, productivity, worker training, remote work. I'm sure all that sort of stuff will be covered in that. What else do we have coming up on that day? Yeah. So the next session is a virtual tour of the latest research related to biomass handling and processing that's being done by our national labs here in the States and their industry partners. That will not be just slides and talking. That will be a literal virtual tour where they will take us inside their facilities and show us what their work is and uh, 
and really, I hope start a, start an interesting conversation. And again, trying to increase the audience, widen the appeal of of our content. So I think that'll be a really good one, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. We're recording several weeks ahead of when this uh, this interview actually comes out, so we may not have everything finalized. But are you able to share what labs or what locations will be doing the walkthrough there today? I don't have that information available just yet. Okay. I'm sure it'll be available at times comes live a couple of weeks before the event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we have in the morning, we have a keynote on powder and bulk solids and the pandemic. And we have these virtual tours of some national testing labs and going through that information for handling and processing biomass. Uh, so that's sort of the morning session up to 11 o'clock. What's coming up after that? And after that, we are doing your session, Chris. You are moderating uh, our DHA virtual walkthrough. I'm really, really excited about this. I w- I've worked with uh, the panelists for quite a while. We've been working on this, actually. It was supposed to be for the live show, and we just kept going on developing it. And so I think it'll be a really unique and, dare I say, whiz-bang approach to talking about you know, the DHA dust risk assessments. And I think what, and this is just my, and, and Chris, you can correct me or, or fill in cause you're, you're the moderator, but I think what our real goal here is not necessarily to talk to people and say, well, you need to put this piece of equipment here if you have this problem or follow the prescriptive rules and boom, 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 go down the line on the checklist. I think what our goal with this whole exercise, having a 3D, we'll we'll be walking through a 3D model of a fictional cake plant and analyzing its dust hazards. And I think what we'll be doing is really trying to get people into the mindset of, I guess one of the phrases I've heard is performance-based design when it comes to safety. Try to make your safety system inherently safe. Try to make your process inherently safe you might actually save more money and save lives. And it's a, it's a mindset thing. So I'm hoping that this will uh, go a long way in, uh, in, in changing people's mindset about safety and dust safety. I'll add a couple things to that because we have been organizing this session for well over a year now. Yeah, because we were organizing originally for the, the live powder show. The concept was to, like Yale was talking about, create a, a digital factory. In this case, we end up with a cake mix factory that has pneumatic unloading, conveying into the the building into three silos, um, say one for sugar and two for flour or something like that. It's got a test kitchen. <laughs> yeah, going to mixing machinery, processing machinery that way, makes the cake mix, makes different batches. You have different batch sizes, different bags, um, all the way up to handling getting into bags and shipping out on trucks. So sort of a whole processing operation that Diane Cave from Element 6 put together in a virtual model. What makes this really interesting is a lot of the information that's available today on dust hazard analysis and dust assessments like that are you know, either written documents or maybe even examples and case studies, but you can't really see the relation between different types of equipment. So now that we have an actual factory, we can walk through, talk to the experts, and we have five or six on the panel and say, okay, what, what have you seen? And we will we'll certainly cover performance-based design options, inherently safer design options, um, just regular compliance. What is you know the gap analysis to bring things into a compliance? Um, I think the point is really to, to be able to walk through that facility, say, these are the type of hazards that are typically what I'd see when I walk into this type of facility with this type of equipment, both inside the equipment and external to the equipment. Then also, these are things that are oftenly missed. Um, and I don't 
think after the session, you're going to be able to do a dust. Well, I know you're not going to be able to do a dust hazard analysis, but you'll be able to better interact with consultants that do. You'll be able to maybe better figure out strategies to train up your own team if that's something that's even possible to make sure they're a qualified and competent individual. We have tons of podcast episodes on that topic specifically. So you refer to those if you want to know what that looks like. Um, but just to make the the listeners understand better what a, a DHA looks like inside a virtual plant that we're walking through. Um, so that was the concept. Now we had to change that a couple of times. And now that we're in a, a digital event, um, we had to change it once again and we're going to walk through that digitally. So I think it's a yeah a panel of five or six people. I can't remember if the five includes myself or not. So It does. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we have the model we're going to walk through and each person's going to take sort of a piece of the DHA, a piece of the section of the plant and walk through what a DHA would look like from their perspective and also the gutches that, that come up time and time again that they see in these types of facilities. So that's going to be a really fun one. I think uh, obviously I'm a little bit biased, so that's going to be the highlight for me. <laughs> um, it's also the one I got to do the most work for. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm also looking forward to the rest of the event as well. So that kind of brings us into the afternoon sessions then. And so I have a couple of sessions listed here. Um, I have another panel, then innovation hour and speed networking. Maybe talk through some of that. What is this uh, panel about? Okay, so the uh, panel that you're referring to has to do with computational modeling and simulation for powder and bulk solids. As I understand it, this is a relatively new idea in the sector. And the other thing that I have learned about, about this is it's not, it's not something that can be done whole cloth, 100% on a single desktop computer. It's all about modeling the individual particles as they behave inside a given vessel or process, right? That takes put it this way, in my conversations with Oak Ridge National Lab having to do with the biomass panel that we're running, they were saying, maybe we could avail to make available to them our supercomputer. And then we'd really get to the bottom of some of the, I'm like, supercomputer? And then you realize how much processing power is required to actually model model processes and the material that moves through them. It, it, it's kind of mind-blowing. And the fact that we have we have those capabilities, but we also require, and luckily for us on our panel, we have some people who are highly expert in computational modeling and simulation uh, who can tell you how to stitch the various types of modeling methodologies together to create a accurate picture of what's actually happening in your process. That's not something that you will necessarily find in an instructional manual. And again, because it's a bit of the wild west, these uh, some of the tips, tricks, and haps, hacks that come out of this may become the best practices for computational modeling and simulation in the future. So I'm excited about that one as well. Yeah, Yale probably doesn't know this, but my my uh, PhD degree was in computational modeling, so he's talking my language. My my work was in fire and explosion simulation, not uh, powder flow. Well, you want to moderate that one too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I've I've ran everything from you know 250 node clusters to I haven't had access to the uh, the National Labs computer system, but they have um, last time I checked 200,000 or 500,000 node computer systems. Yeah, down at Oak Ridge, bulk powder movement is is a quite a difficult thing to simulate, both from a theoretical standpoint. You know, so you have the computers. What equations do they calculate? Um, so let's let's figure that out. Stitching them together, computing power, 
when you have that make computers, how do you keep them cool? Um, there's all these sort of uh, things that come up. But anyway, we don't need to go too far down that. That just uh, was was about a decade of my life. <laughs> so but we'll take that. We'll take those questions offline because <laughs> I have some. <laughs> it's 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 an exciting thing, and it's important for traditional processes and novel processes. And I, I think it really is application novel process. So if you're processing a different type of material, it's more sticky. If it's a uh, different. Uh, shapes if it's you know not your normal traditional thing then modeling may be uh, a good way to look at that and understand how it's going to flow how it's going to move how it's going to react to fire and explosion such so that you can implement again a performance-based design based on that um, but you need to have the right equations you need to have the right computers you need to have the right models to be able to do that and i think that's i'm hoping and I look forward to attending that panel that's what that's going to be covered there so that's going to be a really cool one i think people will be interested in checking that out especially and you'll have students listening to this as well, students that are in this field of powder handling in North America and globally. Um, that'll be a really good panel for them to tune into to understand what is the state of the art there. Um, and hopefully see some nice pictures from the, from the Oak Ridge lab computers. Oh yeah. Well, the, it's funny cause it's interesting too, because the young people who are using this stuff now, I mean, they're, they're going to be the ones who are, who are figure, who will figure out the way to make it so you can actually model a whole, a, you know, a billion bits of sand flowing through a pipeline, right? So somebody has to convene these conversations. It might as well be us. <laughs> and if you are a student and you're looking for um, projects, you can also find my contact information at dustsafetyscience.com slash 96. I can probably find a lab that will want to do some testing with you and we'll, we'll talk to the, the people that are hosting this panel as well. Um, we need more bright minds to tackle these problems. So I, I digress into the modeling background. We have Innovation Hour coming up. Um, which is two concurrent sessions. What is what is Innovation Hour? What's the thought process there? So those are going to be two sponsored sessions, and I am not 100% on what those will be just yet. So they will likely be something like a, a, a product demo of some sort or case study from a sponsor. And what else do we have going on the rest of the day then for the Digital Flow Day? Sure. There's some other sponsored content in there if you have it in front of you. We'll have two tracks of what we're calling Tech Talks. The idea behind these is for sponsors, rather than just do a product demo, the idea behind it is that they will, similar to how they might write an article in Powder and Bulk Solids magazine about how to do X or how to, you know, problems to face with this, convert it into a brief video presentation, very simple. But the idea is because what we kind of going back to laying the groundwork for a total change in our brand is, is kind of realizing, you know, there needs to be some kind of repository, uh, a neutral repository, an industry neutral repository for the basic elements of powder and bulk solids handling. I feel like it's, I feel like one, it's, 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 it's useful, but I also think it's in the spirit of a lot of the engineers, you know, there's a lot of sharers in this community. I found a lot of people are happy to, you know, give out their solutions for free. I've seen it on LinkedIn. I see it on LinkedIn every day now. And so to me, having a place that can, again, not serve as an institution, I don't want to go that far, but serving as a repository for that expertise, a place for it where it can be accessed by, by neophytes and, and veterans alike. I think that uh, it's something that's important that we can really do and we're well positioned to do that. Yeah, I got to Google neophytes. Can we get a definition on that one for the audience? Neophytes means new people. 
new people. Now like look it, it up perfect. and make sure that I haven't been using it wrong for all these years. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to say, I didn't know if you had to bleep that out or if. Apple oh no, gonna... neophytes is not a. <laughs> okay, good. That's, that's not a, it's not American slang, Chris. I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm Canadian, so I don't, we don't talk that. Right. Um, no, that's all good. So yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? We're starting to collect these up because we have a digital framework. We can actually do things that are different. If you're doing computer modeling, you actually show results of computer modeling. You show videos, you can do walkthroughs of virtual tours. You can do these, you know, in-person networking events in a way that's just different than you can do in a, in a physical in-person conference. And I think that's what's really going to make this a special event, um, something to, you know, attend. Again, it's free. There's no, it's really just blogging off your calendar and and signing up for the day on October 1st. Um, I did want to get your thoughts on a couple of final things when we come towards the end of the the interview but I think we'll go two directions. So first, just are there any sort of big trends that you're seeing in bulk salts handling industries that you think you know will be coming down the pipeline? And then I do want to touch base and remind the, the listeners as well what's coming up in 2021 with the powder show there, having that back in Chicago. Well, you mean a trends aside from the pandemic, right? We don't need to go into that any further. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, let's let's say what was happening before the pandemic hit us, maybe because that's going to come back. Right. So, um, I guess we'll start for with uh, that's uh, applicable to this audience. Uh, one of the things that really drove a lot of the content creation for the live show and going forward is the dust hazard analysis. I think I sort of laid out the spirit of what those. Uh, of what those sessions would be about, but the DHA and not necessarily the deadline. Cause as you mentioned, this will, this will go September 15th and that deadline is September 7th. It's not so much about the importance of meeting the deadline. It's really about understanding what the DHA is, how it kind of exists in the safety ecosystem of decisions that you have to, that you have to make and how you think about it so it doesn't feel like another bolted-on expense. I think that was a big thing that we were driving. Driving, And again, I mentioned earlier, performance-based design and safety, I think, is a trend that I'm, I'm seeing from my point of view. Kind of going back to the biomass, I see you know, the plant-based food revolution is something that I think should drive attendance that requires moving biomass that requires dealing with plants that you talk about plant-based food, plant-based meat replacements. When you're talking about food, also you're talking about uh, an increased number of reformulations. You know, it's not like you can go down the cereal aisle and see just one kind of Cheerios. Now there's honey nut Cheerios, but now there's gluten-free Cheerios. There's, pine nut free Cheerios. There's all these different formulations that need to take place, which by the way, those are not easy changes to make when it comes to your process. So that's one thing that I think is interesting. I think uh, are applicable to what we're trying to do. A growth area that we are paying attention to at Informa, uh, in Informa Markets Engineering is the growing cannabis industry. Again, going back to the biomass connection, that's a growth industry. That's dry processing. That's grinding stuff up, putting it in bags. And, and also, when you start, again, going back to food, talking about, I guess you call the non-combustible means of consuming cannabis. Those are some big issues that come from that. For instance, uh, if you are planning on making edibles at, a, at an industrial scale, some of the people who I've spoken to have, said, have suggested that not only will you have to deal with food quality and safety issues, but because 
of the fact that you are using a uh, an active ingredient like cannabis that can have some, that actually can have some serious health uh, implications for certain populations, you now have to consider pharmaceutical grade safety and quality concerns at the same time. Those are tough issues. So we hope that those become uh, topics for future events as well. So yeah, that gives us a lot of good information on the trends we're seeing. Things will be need to address this year and next year, 2020, 2021. I guess for the the listener and just closing out this episode, we have the Powder Show Digital Flow event on October 1st, 2020. What can the the listener and the the powder handling audience expect from from you guys moving forward after that? Sure. So as you said, our October 1st event is really kind of a kickoff. That will be followed in January 2021 by a larger scale digital event. Uh, we're looking at two days. I wish I could give you more detail on what that actually looks like, but it's still very much on the drawing board, but it is moving forward. After that, we will have uh, in early April something of a pr- uh, live show preview digital event. So that should warm people up for the, for the live show. And of course, at the end of April, uh, for our 2021 dates, 20, the 27th to the 29th, we will be having our live show in Rosemont. Yes, and I look forward to seeing seeing everyone there in person. I'm not on the screen anymore. I do too. <laughs> I'd like to meet all of you in, in person, actually. <laughs> no, that's great. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule today. I know it's um, hectic for you organizing all these shows coming up, Yale. I, I'm trying to play my small part in the, the session that I'm moderating, but realize, holy... <laughs> you've done, you've, you're doing a lot. You're, you've been a great partner. Thanks for letting us have this opportunity on your platform. And of course, thanks for your expertise and your, you know, I, I was, I was saying this to, to Audrey, the our PR person who's also on this call um, the other day is like, you know, I'm really glad that this is a group of people who are used to solving really, really difficult problems because I don't think, and I'm being serious. I don't think I would have the same support uh, necessarily in other industries. This is this is a, a, a tight community. It's a it's 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 one that I'm happy to to, to sort of I guess Jane Goodall my way into it I suppose, and uh, I'm glad to I'm glad to be part of it. No, that's perfect, and we're we're happy that Inform Market's involved. We're happy that Pattern Box Solids is involved um, in the education components and the right equipment in the you know, expertise of this area, both for the safety aspects and obviously we're involved in combustible dust fire and explosion a lot, but also performance, also optimization, also education. Because if you don't have a plant that's running correctly, profitably, then you end up with a plant that's not running safely at the end of the day. Most times, not all the time, but most times. So I think it's a really important area and, you know, that's why it makes a lot of sense to, to feature us on the podcast here. So I want to say thanks again. It sounds like we have our work cut out for ourselves, yourself included. Um, and it also sounds like we might be talking in the future, um, having you on the podcast for, for some other events coming up in the future as well. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. for we have, we, 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 we have made some promises here and we're going to deliver on them. Sounds perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking soon. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Chris. So you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney and Yale Deskins conference producer with Informa markets and also the, the head producer on the international powder show conference and exhibition. We're talking about the changes in 2020 to the powder show that typically runs in April every second year in Rosemount, Illinois, just outside Chicago. We talked about what Yale's role has been with the powder show, talked about what the goal is, what kind of people attend, why they they run this event every two years, 
Uh, we also talked about, obviously, with coronavirus and the changing global landscape, travel restrictions, all that, what's going on with the Powder Show this year. So if you if you didn't know, then you haven't been listening, but the April 2020 show is canceled because it's August 2020 when we're recording this. Um, but we are running a, a live event, uh, one-day free event, October 1st, 2020, which is the, the Powder Show Digital Flow event that I was talking about. In this episode, we went through what the agenda for that event looks like. In the morning, we have sessions covering the global pandemic and its effect in powder handling industries. We have sessions in overcoming challenges in handling and processing biomass. We have other technical sessions. We have the virtual tour of the dust hazard analysis panel that I'll be moderating there. We'll actually be walking through a, a mocked up cake mix factory and talking about what the different elements of the dust hazard analysis is um, from the, the five experts that we have on the panel there for that. Um, then the afternoon, we have a bunch of sessions on different technical content, innovation hours, speed networking, that sort of thing. And also talking about modeling, which I think uh, Yale flagged me that he wants to talk a bit about after this uh, this call as well. So that's that event. I'm really excited to attend. I encourage you to also check out that event. You can probably just type in your National Powder Show into Google. I'm sure you'll find it. Or go to dustsafetyscience.com slash 96. We'll pull out the links there. And Yale did mention that they're going to be running another two-day event in January, another digital event in April, and then running the International Powder Show in person in Rosemount, um, April 27th to 29th, 2021. So I want to say thank you for listening, as always, to the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. I'm really looking forward to continuing bringing you great material from powder handling industries, from combustible dust safety industries, um, and really appreciate the work that you're doing in these industries, making them safer every day. 